0: power, glory, and dominion. We thank you for the privilege of being called the children of the most high God. We do not take that for granted. We bless you because we recognize that you are the Lord God, the father of all the families that's named in heaven and on earth. Thank you for bringing us into your family. Thank you, Father God, for what we just celebrated this past week. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Which in fact is the resurrection of us. We thank you that you raised us in the newness of life. Gave us victory. And so now Lord God we live and move and have our being in you. And for that Lord we bless you. Thank you Father God for the reality of what the cross stands for. Thank you for the manifestation of your resurrected life in and through us. You said that if we shall be planted in the likeness of your death, we shall also be raised in the likeness of your resurrection. And so Father God, tonight we thank you. We thank you because our desire tonight is to know you and the power of your resurrection be made conformable unto your death to the glory of who you are. And so Father God, we bless you. We praise you Lord Jesus. We thank you that we receive refreshing tonight. We thank you for strength for our weary bones. We thank you because you say, well, if we are not weary in due season, if we do not faint in this season, we shall reap. And so Father God, we thank you. We bless you Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word tonight. We thank you because we know your word is anointed. Your word has the power and the ability to set us free, to establish us To cause us to prosper. And so, Father God, we receive you. We receive your word. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Take your seats. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, guys. Uh, Tonight, I just... uh, Let's just go over what... Some of the things we shared uh, on Sunday. And if any of you have any questions about those points, uh, this would be a good time to ask so you can get some clarity. Four things I mentioned from Sunday morning. Four things. Number one, I said that we pass from death sentence to life. Uh, the Bible says in the book, well, let, let me break that down a little further from uh, we pass. From death sentence to life. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Romans 6, 23. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The best way or the best place to see that scripture come alive will be to go to the first. Passover in Exodus chapter 12. Now the Bible says, the gift of God is eternal life. First of all, it says in that Romans 6:23 that the, the wages of sin is death, but that the gift of God is eternal life. Now, the very first time we saw the blood which is represented in the cross will be in Exodus at Passover the original Passover, the very first Passover. And this is a very good passage to help us understand what the Bible means when it says the wages of sin is death but that the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, sin pays dividends which is death but the gift of God Eli, are you talking back to me? (laughs) Amen. But the gift of God, we are told, is eternal life. So, the first thing the cross did for you and I is that we, we, we pass from death unto life. And there's nowhere else in the Bible where this comes alive than to go back to Exodus and see where it first happened for the very first time. In Exodus chapter 12. Uh, let me find that passage. Exodus chapter 12. Okay, verse 29. Exodus twelve twenty-nine. The Bible says, And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in a dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. There was not a house in all of Egypt where there was not one dead. However, in Goshen, where the people of God lived, those who had applied the blood on their doorpost and a lintel, that death angel that God sent passed over them. So what you see there in that picture, each one of those guys potentially carried the death sentence in them, even the Israelites. But because of the blood that was on the doorpost and on the lintel, when a death angel visited the land, it passed over them. That's where the term Passover came from, Passover. Death passed over them. So in that passage, we see the picture of what the blood of Jesus affords you and I today. When Jesus went to that cross and died, he died as us. And when he rose from the dead, he rose as us as well. So the first thing that happens on the cross through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is that you and I pass from death to life. Does everybody get that? Is there there any question about that? Okay. The second thing I said on Sunday was that through what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection, we now have victory over sin. Now, this is the sticky point for where most people trip. Most believers trip on this point. When we talk about victory over sin, many people say, well, is that possible? Can I really have victory over sin? Because we are looking at what's happened to us in the natural and what's happening to us every day and we are trying to, what's the word? We are trying to Uh, justify the scriptures based on our life experience. Do you understand what I'm saying? We We are trying to say, okay, my life experience will interpret the scriptures. That is wrong. You don't ever try to interpret the scriptures based on your life experience. Rather, you bring the scriptures to bear on your life experience. Even if my life experience is not lining up right now, I have to understand that in time, if I keep on doing the right thing over and over and over, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. So we have not only, not only are you and I living in life, Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, John 10.10. So not only are we living an abundant life, we're also we also have a life that's, ha- that's given us victory over sin. Now, how does that happen? Does everybody understand how that happens? Because this is where most people trip. Does everybody understand how, <laughs> through the scriptures, do, do we all understand the, the dynamics of how we actually do have victory over sin? Maybe I should back up. Do you believe that we have victory over sin? Good. Good. All right, well, we are on the same page. Yeah, that's good. If we have victory over sin, how do I, on a day-to-day basis, manifest my victorious living over sin? Does everybody understand that, or does anybody have a question on that, or can anybody explain that based on how you understand it? Yes, narrator. Christ, casting on all imaginations, and and uh, casting every imagination and uh, oh my gosh, this scripture Second Corinthians ten thirteen, every high-ish high-ish. and everything that exactly itself against the knowledge of God, <laughs> 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 and bringing every thought captive. Okay, okay, so okay, Let, let's look at that scripture. Casting every imagination, on every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So when you, when you pray that, that's a good scripture, by the way. That's a very good scripture. So, so what is, how does that scripture help me not to sin? I guess I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that we understand. Yeah? Okay. So, in the day to day activities, there's a thought that came to my mind. Okay. So, when I look at it in a spiritual way, yes. Good. Good. Amen. Very, very good. Very, very good. So, you hit a very important point. Something that I'm going to explain in greater details on Saturday. But let, but let me just touch it now. The point you just reached is a very good point. You see, when we're doing the family meeting, now, I give an illustration about sinfulness. Like, for, take for instance, uh, adultery and so people say well okay I will never commit adultery so uh, you know that will never happen well adultery is almost the finished product you just, you just don't wake up with a, with a wrong man or woman just like you just don't, they just, you just don't try yourself and just, there are a lot of things that will have happened before that point happened before that, you understand what I'm saying so your point is a good point what is one I'm making? What we think, this is huge. What we do think determines how we feel. How we feel determines the decisions we make. The decisions we make determines the actions we take. The actions I take determines the habit I form. The habit I form determines my character. My character determines my destination. Did you see that sequence? Did you all catch all of that or is it too long? (laughs) <laughs> well this is the key all of that sequence is as a result of what? my thought that's why it starts okay so I'm thinking okay uh, my friend he, you know I'm just thinking oh, man, this guy he really gave me a rough day he didn't do the right thing he talked to me in the wrong way if I'm thinking that what happens? I start feeling bad I'm feeling bad what happens? He calls. I choose not to answer the phone. I made a decision. Did you see that? So I decide not to answer the phone. So what happens? I see him on the street. I avoid him. Action. I mean, he it, it just builds on top. Now, the... Now, the amazing thing about this thought, In fact, I can give you an example. What happened to me last night? So, I watched this movie last night. It's called... Uh, Blind lies. It has to do with the military. All this, uh, fighting ISIS in Iraq, in Syria, in Afghanistan. And, and this uh, CIA, they're all over the place all doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I, uh, 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 and I went to sleep. Well, I didn't finish the movie. Uh, I don't finish movies. I, I, I watch about... <laughs> I, I, I watched about... About 30 minutes of it, I told my wife, do you understand what this is? She said, I just, I just went to bed. But I watched enough of it to create problems for me. So at night, I found myself running from ISIS. True story. I woke up in the middle of the night, I told my wife, I said, I'm having these crazy dreams. Seriously. Actually, two things happened. So first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm running in my dream from ISIS. And I woke up and said, well, this is not really a man in the war. This is crazy. (laughs) That's one thing. Second thing was, I'm flipping, I don't watch the news on TV. I I watch the, um, I use my Google, my phone, I touch the Google thing, and I just go through all the news, news captives because it covers the whole world. Okay, so same yesterday. On the news piece, there was this place in Jacksonville, Florida, where they found this, they call it diamond, a monster diamond rattler. Nasty looking snake. That was in a walkway in a park. And the picture of that thing was gruesome. And I said to my wife, I said, man, this looks like a park where I walk every morning. Watch this. I'm I'm just trying to to help you understand what thought will do to you. I saw this snake. is gruesome. It's nasty. It's huge. So this morning, normally about 7.30, I'm in the park walking. So I told my wife, I'm not going to that park. <laughs> I said, I'm not going. She said, why? I said, man, that's the, 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 that's the same place. That's a similar place where they found this crazy snake last night. I thought I wasn't going. So I said, for today, I'll go to the gym. I have a gym membership. She said, well, it's cool, it's rain, If snakes won't come out today. I said, well, you know, because truly I enjoy being outdoor. I pray, I walk, I'm singing. That's a real time for me to be loose. So, so I really was looking forward to it, but then the image, the thought, do, do, are you guys seeing what I'm saying to you? So finally, because of her encouragement, I, wa- I went to the park. I did, and I'm glad I did. But the point I'm making is, Your thought life is the engine to your soul. That's where the battle is won or lost. But going even beyond that, going beyond that, because now the the thought life is, is, is a key thing. But something that drives the thought life, there are three gates. As human beings, that we have, that God has given us, that drives our thought life the eye gate, your ear gates, and your mouth. So the point is if you don't like what you are thinking, change the people you're with, change the companions you have around you, change the kind of movies you're watching. Like now, I won't watch that ISIS movie again. I'll learn my lesson. <laughs> I learned my lesson. No, but seriously, we cannot afford to take in things and take these things in and watch all kinds of crazy stuff and listen to all kinds of crazy stuff and read all kinds of nonsense and think it will not affect you. Right. It's just not possible. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I saw this scripture in uh, James chapter 1 from verse 13. was mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. it says? Let no one say when he's tempted, mm-hmm. I'm tempted by God. Mm-hmm. Yes. be in anymore, but each one yes. is tempted when he is drawn away yeah. by his own desires and enticed. Exactly. Then when desires has conceived, yes. it gives birth to sin. Yes. And sin, when it is full grown, yes. it brings forth death. Death, that's right. It's, it's a process. It's a process, and it begins with your mind. Yes. But your mind is activated by what you see, what you hear, and what you're, what you're speaking. That is huge. I Yes, sir. Yes. Two, yes. 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 Correct. Yes. Correct. correct. No who we are, we will be yes. Why? Correct. So, correct. 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 So, correct. Absolutely. 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 So, so, so the word becomes the key. It becomes the key to help us, to keep God. But at the same time, too, I, I, can, I can help myself by avoiding certain things. By avoiding certain things. There's some websites that we should not even fool with. Don't even touch. There's some emails that comes like, to you know, this is funny. So it doesn't, you know. That's, that's why, for me personally, I don't answer phone calls if I don't know where it's coming from. I don't care who it is. I don't recognize the number, I don't pick it up. Because you see, it's, it's, the mind is such, it's such a powerful thing. The, the, the seed is sown. And it, it could take you years, oh, not years, days, weeks, and months to overcome whatever it is you've taken in. Yeah. So we need to be be very mindful of that. But yes, 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 is very good. Casting down every imagination. Everything that comes that you know, no, 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 this is not the word of God. You cast it down and you renew your mind on it. So it's a daily exercise. It's a daily exercise. Yes, we are saved by grace. But the element, oh, you have something? Okay. But the element of the discipline of daily exercising what God has already given us. That's not remote. Grace is not going to take care of that for you. Grace got you in the house, got you born again, but from that point on, it gives you the key where you and I now must exercise daily. Walking out to our Southwest. Exactly. Yes. Um, I just wanted to share in regards to, to everything. Once sin was conquered, yes. and God, He didn't just leave us to just deal with ourselves on our own. Yes. Yes. Correct. With these scriptures that we've brought to life, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a, I guess, you know, like a a balance or like a a check. Yes. Um, Especially when we deal with our feelings. Yes. Because the feelings are very powerful. Yes. And it's like once you kind of recognize, okay, if I'm a hothead or if I'm upset about this or I have to make a decision but I'm in my feelings, and you recognize it and you, I say, pause. Yes. Yes. But allow me to help you make that decision. Yes. And I think it's that calibration that we have to consistently do. Absolutely. Or, you know, we're scared and. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a daily walk. It's a daily walk. So, yeah, it's a daily walk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that scripture that is very powerful is 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. Let's just go there. 2 Corinthians 3.18. And what Isaiah Redder said actually touches on that, but let me just show us how how he puts it together. 2 Corinthians 3.18. He said, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the point here is, whenever you and I behold Jesus, (laughs) whenever with an unveiled face, what's an unveiled face? Unveiled face is an open mind. I'm not going to the scriptures with my own preconceived idea or notion. So God, God, okay, write your word in my, on the tablets of my heart. Whenever we behold him, he does the work. There is, you cannot find anywhere in the scripture where anybody, where anybody had an encounter with Jesus. They're not, the they're not the same. They're not the same. They're not the same. They're not the same. There's something about being with him that changes us. So that goes back to the scripture that uh, Henrietta shared with us. So when, it, when something comes to me that I think no, no, this does not, this does not sound right. I want to, to renew my mind by the word of God. I understand that uh, I'm being drawn away by my own uh, desires and I begin to now focus on the scripture that empowers me. The Bible talks about the word of God made flesh. That's where you see the flesh of the word of God. I begin to focus on what God says about that situation. The more I focus on it, the more it becomes fresh to me. In other words, it becomes real. It becomes part of me. And it it empowers me to say no to that situation. Folks, these things are real. These things are so real. I mean, it's crazy. They are so real. So real. So, uh, and I know time is going to... uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I called my father in Nigeria. He's 96. And he said to me, he said, man, I've not seen you in a while. I need to talk to you. I need to see you. Woo! Now, this was right after I just came back from Thailand. He said, I need to see you. Now, when a 96-year-old man tells you they will need to see you, <laughs> Wow, I looked at my schedule. I said, how in the world am I going to make this happen? So I said, are you fine? He said, it's fine. He said, but I just need to, you know, he said, it, he said it in my native language, which makes it, man, the thing was just, it just pulled on me. I said, wow, what am I going to do? So I called Pastor Baccarat. I said, but this, is my, this is what my father said. He said, you, you got to go. You got to go. I mean, he said, hey, you got to go. I called somebody else, I'm looking for some other word that, that will tell me I don't have to go. <laughs> so, so I called somebody else, the person said, well, yeah, you're going to have to go. So I said, man. So at that point, I said, you know what? I'll try to leave. I'll, I'll just run away. I'll just go for about three, I'll go for three or four days. I'll leave this Sunday night. I'll be back on Friday. Now, when I said that, I totally forgot that my son was going to have a, have a child. And so he had the child on Monday. I'm in the hospital. And uh, Julia Segboa says to me, hey, we're going to do the naming on Monday. I hope you are, you are here so we can do this naming. And I'm sitting there and I know there's no way I can be here on Monday because I already committed to my father that I'm coming. Normally I don't tell him that I'm coming, but I told him. Since he said he wanted to see me, I told him I'm going to come. So I'm sitting to myself, what in the heck am I going <laughs> to... So, So I opened my mouth and said to to Miss uh, Sigbu, I said, I said, oh yeah, there are people that that can do it. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I I don't think I can change these plans. But I I was grieved. I was grieved. You know, because I'm human, you know, and uh, this is my grandson, this is my son. I mean, I'm, I'm saying to myself, man, what do I, but yet at the same time, my father is calling me. So what do I do? What's my priority? My father, who's 96, or my son, who's thirty? What? How old is he? Whatever, thirty something. <laughs> thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Actually, it's thirty-seven. Yeah. So I left the hospital. I didn't say anything to him or to his wife, and I just said to my wife, "I said, man, this is this is this is a pickle, you know." So um, uh, we just committed to prayer. Now I'm sharing this because I want you guys to understand how God works and how. How he just makes all things beautiful, and that's just the bottom line. Now, I did not want to ask my son to do, and I, I didn't want to place any demand on him whatsoever. So I didn't say nothing to him. So the next morning he calls me very early in the morning, and he said to me, "Say, you know what? You promised your father you're going to come. I think you should go. I just postponed the name. It. It came from him. I didn't ask him. I didn't ask him. He said, I postpone it. I postponed it whenever you come back. I mean, coming from him to me was a big relief. I didn't have to pick up the big authority stick and say, ah, you must postpone this thing in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and become a nuisance. I didn't have to do that. I, I wouldn't do that anyway, but I, but, but it, I mean, it, it just... It's just, it's just, it's just huge relief. Huge relief. But I'm just saying that to say, wherever you find yourself, like, I'm saying that because of what you just said. That sometimes just take a pause. When you don't know what to do, take a pause. Or if you find yourself in a tough situation, in a, in a pickle where you're under some serious pressure. First of all, don't ever make any decision under pressure. That's a bad time to make a decision. Don't make a decision while you're under pressure. Don't make a decision while you're, while you're angry. Don't make a decision uh, 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 when you're upset. Just, just avoid it. Just take a pause. Take a pause. Amen? Amen. So we have victory over sin, okay? Uh, and then the, the, the third thing I said was that we re- the, 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 the resurrection gives us access to the presence of God. It gives us access to the blessings of God. The blessings are already available, and I'm going to be come, coming to the church to do, some, uh, to do a, a, few, uh, some, a couple of teachings on how sometimes we allow uh, our old knowledge or our natural knowledge or perhaps tradition or even customs to rob us of the blessings of God. Yeah, uh, we, we, we're going to bring a teaching about the resurrection life, Ephesians makes it clear, chapter 1, verse 3, that he has given all blessings in spiritual places, in Christ. There's nothing else to give. He's giving it all. It's just me and you now learning how to bring it and access it now. That's the key. Amen? Let me read that scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be Lord God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Every. And it happened in Christ. So we got it. And then lastly, I said he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So uh, I think I, uh, I... I touched on that a lot Sunday morning. So I think that I can leave that. As it is. Any questions about anything tonight? Alexis, you have any questions? You sure? <laughs> you guys don't have any questions? Okay. Well, let's just, let's just pray. Yeah, if nothing else, if we just take away uh, the, the, the fact that we have victory over sin. Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the love of God. And James chapter one and Romans chapter 12, two. And just on a daily basis, remind yourself that you are dead unto sin, but alive unto God. That's my favorite one in Romans chapter six. I'm dead unto sin and I'm alive unto God. And therefore I yield my members as instruments of righteousness to the glory of God. So that's my, that's my confession. That's my emphasis. That's what I trust God for. And so, Father God, we just thank you tonight. We bless your name for the victory that we have in you. Thank you, Father God, that through the cross, we were dead unto sin. Because the old man was crucified with you. Nevertheless, we live, yet not us. But Christ lives in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh. We live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And so, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for your love, wherein you loved us. We thank you for the provision you've made for us in and through your atonement. And so, Lord Jesus, we exercise that right. We receive the blessings and we thank you that we are living victoriously above sin in the name of Jesus. We are dead unto sin and alive unto God and therefore we yield our members as instruments of righteousness to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father God. We honor you. We bless you. We praise your name. That sin no longer has any dominion over us because we are no longer under the law; We are under your grace. We receive your empowerment. We thank you for it. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we manifest forth your glory. We declare your honor and your praise in the earth in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Father God. Thank you for your blessings that's upon us tonight. You said in your word that you've given us every spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. And so, Father God, we thank you for the manifestation of your blessings in and through us as we believe you for them. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise your name. Thank you, Lord. You're a great God. You're a great God. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that yet your light will so shine through us that men and women will see our good works and glorify your name which is in heaven. Thank you that you've committed unto us your word of reconciliation. That through us, the world will be reconciled back unto you. We bless your name, Father God. Thank you. We honor and we praise you. You are a great God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God. Good.